From Los Angeles, California, this is Burncast and I'm the bomb. Happy Tutu Tuesday and welcome to Burncast. Alas, dear listeners, this is the final show of the season. We're going on hiatus for a few weeks, but we'll be back in 2008. In today's episode, we find out what Miss Tickle and Modman did during the rainbow. We'll begin with the effervescent Miss Tickle. Where were you when the rainbow happened? Um, I'd been at camp. I might have been wandering around a bit, but when it started to get really dusty and rainy, you now we had to come back and make sure everything was still in place. And it wasn't at all, you know, our, our shade structure, because we'd ratcheted down more strongly on the side with the, of the prevailing winds, had like flipped over the other way when the wind shifted, and all these little UV lights that we had, it smashed all over the place. And thank God the, the glass was purple, because here we were like, our entire camp was out trying to pick up these little teeny pieces because we're not moopers, damn it! And it was really great because all these folks from around, everyone who passed would stop and help us. There were like 50 people out there picking up glass. And Anyway, so we were at camp, you know, it's raining, it's windy, it's dusty, like it was just, the weather was so fucked up and intense. And finally my poor partner was just like, I'm going to bed, I can't deal with this. So he lays down, and but it clears up and it starts to feel kind of peaceful. Like, oh, could this actually be it for the day? It was getting to be a little later in the day, so it was cool enough that people were outside again. And and all of a sudden, I hear someone say, oh, my God, look over there. And we look, and it wasn't just like the beginning of a rainbow. It wasn't just like the hint of a rainbow. It was a full-on arc. You could see from one end to the other. The bri- one of the brightest rainbows I've ever seen, and I've been to, like, Hawaii, you know, done that, like, whole rainbow tour. <laughs> and it was arcing perfectly across the city. It was literally like the entire of Black Rock City was underneath the bows of this rainbow and as we watched it grow even brighter and brighter a double rainbow appeared and we were all just goggling finally had to run and and wake my partner up say I know you're really tired but you have to see this it was actually his birthday and he'd been having a really bad day and so I was like this is your rainbow sweetie you know I brought him out and we looked just stared at it for I don't know half an hour 45 minutes I don't know how long it lasted in its full form but I have a playa coat that's lined with a shiny rainbow fabric. So we brought that out and I kind of stood underneath the rainbow and we took pictures as if it's sort of growing out of my coat, you know. But it was just, you know, after everything that had been happening in the week, all this intense weather that had been really challenging people, the, the man burning early and everyone being kind of freaked out and disoriented by that, you know, this was just such an amazing um, symbol of the rebirth of Burning Man, you know, in some ways. It's like... It was reminding us how special things are out here and why we keep going even through all the stuff. I mean, so many unique things happened this year. The rain, the man burn, all this, you know. But that rainbow just made it all make sense, you know. It It was stunning. It was beautiful. Thank you. That was Miss Tickle recounting her experiences during the rainbow at Burning Man 2007. Next up is Mod Man telling us his story. Let's listen. Mod Man, and my experience with the rainbow was pretty much pure insanity because I had just given up on the camp and structure and dealing with the freaking wind. 
And here it was again, like just sandblasting us. And I looked out the window and the only knot that I tied in a structure that's held together with knots busted loose. And I had just showered. It had been really, really hot and sunny. So we had just showered, literally walked in. Then I look out the window and I see the knot go loose and I'm like, oh crap. So I went out. Well, first of all, I was tr- trying to pretend it didn't happen. And then I saw one, one of our other, yeah, total denial. And one of our uh, campmates, Silver Lining, was when we had a DJ set up and he was totally intrepid, man. He was just spinning still, but he had a little sort of enclosure around him. Mm-hmm. But there was Silver Lining hula hooping in the sandstorm, you know? And I'm like, okay, well, if she can do it. I can definitely do it. So I on the mask again and pop back out and tie the knot and then I look around and I'm like three seconds in that and you're just blasted you know so I'm covered I'm like well it feels great it felt like a warm warm like windy shower and so I started dancing it was like what else are you gonna do right I started dancing and then everybody that was inside that was giving me second you know sort of weird looks for hey you just took a shower now you're running back out there what the hell's wrong with you they all were out there hula hooping and dancing and going on and on but after a while it wore thin man it was like this is a nasty storm and then lightning comes and crazy big black dark clouds like and I, and somebody goes oh my god i just saw lightning and we of course we have this tall tall tower yeah, right that's yeah. made of steel and wood and and uh How um, tall is guidelines it? i don't know it's like what 35 40 foot it's one of the tallest out here anyway uh, we got a DJ playing, and it's like, oh my God, what if lightning hits? And we, I look around, and it's like everything in the entire visible spectrum for the entire city is one gigantic lightning rod. <laughs> so I'm like thinking, you know what? If it's my day, it's my day. I really just don't care anymore. You know, if the if the structures blow down, we'll stake them down and keep them from blowing away. But they're gonna blow down. I'm not gonna fight it anymore. So I learned to hula hoop. I'd never hula hooped in my life, man. And I learned to hula hoop because as a kid, I just couldn't do it. Uh So it embarrassed me. I never did it. So I'm out there in the sandstorm. Who's the plan? The hula man. Who's the plan? The hula man. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So you're out there. Oh, no, shit. He's backing up. So you're teaching yourself how to hula hoop? No, I had other people teach me oh. to hula hoop, but I had hula hoop for the first time. And then, okay, so in the story, so so in the story is uh, basically all this crazy weather was happening, like just big black clouds, sandstorm, windstorm, and it was just uh, everything for the last two days. It would just sucked. And then all of a sudden it broke, the sun comes out, and the DJ is like playing Purple Rain, right? And it really was purple because it was still raining and everyone was outside and then they got all drenched and so they went back in the shade structure and all of a sudden, like, I, I look out and I go, oh my God, rainbow. Because it was just sort of a misty, sort of not hazy sort of thing. So I walk in the shade structure and I just go, excuse me, may I have everyone's attention? This is a rainbow alert. And everyone comes running out and they start jumping up and down and screaming and dancing and going crazy. And um, 
then it became a double rainbow, and the, the second rainbow, the or the first rainbow, became like fractured, almost like a tunnel of colored lights in the sky with this crazy dark, dark black cloud that had just cleared us. And the sun was shining, and it was like, you know what, this is going to be a really good day. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it was yeah. good. Are they gone yet? Oh, they're right there. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's a that's Purple a... Rain was the best. <laughs> it was like the DJ conjured it. Who was playing? Oh man, I don't know. Was it Brian. Richard? Brian. Brian. Yeah, what's Brian's last name, you know? Merge. Oh, it's Merge, yeah. Oh, DJ Merge. Merge. Yeah. 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 I was uh I had just come from a recording session and so you know like for me Burning Man like experiences of Burning Man are like chapters. So I knew I was about to enter a new chapter but I didn't know where it was coming from. That was Modnan telling us his story of what he did during the rainbow. You have been listening to Burncast, a podcast spreading the flames about the art, culture, and community of Burning Man. To contact us, please call the Burncast hotline at 775-363-5861. For more information, visit our blog at burncast.blogspot.com. A very special thanks to Lecter of nospectators.com for hosting these podcasts. 